0: Good morning. This is Send7 World News in 7 Minutes. I'm Stephen DeVincenzi. It's Wednesday, the 14th of October, 2020. Starting in Africa today, in Guinea, around 90 people were killed by security forces during protests this weekend, according to opposition groups. Thousands of Guineans have been protesting since last year against the current President Alpha Conde's decision to run for a third term as president. Guinea's elections will take place on the 18th of October, in which President Conde will face his political opponent, selou Delain, who has been leading the protests against Conde's third term. In Nigeria, the police chief has announced that people arrested during the anti-police brutality protests will be released. President Muhammadu Bukhari announced the end of the special anti-robbery squad, SARS, on Sunday, but protests have continued in major cities across Nigeria against police brutality. The campaign is now gaining worldwide attention on social media and protests continue as people say they are not convinced that SARS has been completely disbanded. Europe in the United Kingdom, the leader of the Labour Party, Sir Keir Starmer, held a press conference yesterday asking for a two-to-three-week national lockdown to reduce the rising rate of COVID-19 infections. There's no longer time to give this Prime Minister the benefit of the doubt. The government's plan simply isn't working. Another course is needed. That's why I'm calling for a two to three week circuit break in England, in line with Sage's recommendation. A temporary set of clear and effective restrictions designed to get the R-rate down and reverse the trend of infections. Three things are now clear. The government has not got a credible plan to slow infections; It has lost control of the virus and it is no longer following scientific advice. The Norwegian government has announced that it faced a cyber attack from Russia. The Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ina Eriksson-Sorid, announced yesterday that the government believed Russia was behind the attack in August, in which many politicians' emails were hacked. Russia has not commented on the accusation. In Belarus, the main opposition leader, Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, has announced that President Alexander Lukashenko must resign within 13 days or face a national economic boycott. Tikhanovskaya said that workers across Belarus will go on strike if Lukashenko does not resign. The EU has already imposed sanctions on Lukashenko, who has been president of Belarus for 26 years. Lukashenko claimed to win an election last month, but most international organisations say that these elections were not free or fair. Asia. Malaysia's opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim met King Abdullah yesterday. Ibrahim claims to have been the victim of political persecution for over 20 years. Yesterday, Ibrahim said that he now has a majority in parliament and the Prime Minister Mujahideen Yassin should resign. Uh, I would appeal to the militians to exercise um, patience, wisdom, uh, and to allow um, the king to um, digest, decide based on um, the spirit of the constitution and the discretion. Of His Highness. Um, meanwhile, we must uh, also remember that uh, Prime Minister Muhuddin Yassin has lost uh, his majority uh, and uh, therefore uh, would be appropriate for him to um, design. In India, an advertisement for jewellery showing an inter religious couple has been removed after complaints from far-right organisations. After a viral social media campaign accusing the brand of hurting Hindu sentiments, the ad was removed, and the company apologised. However, yesterday MP Shahi Tarur pointed out that India itself is the longest surviving symbol of Hindu-Muslim unity. In Afghanistan, thousands of people are fleeing the Helmand province after violent clashes between the governments and the Taliban. The violence has continued despite ongoing peace talks between Afghanistan and the Taliban in Qatar. America's in Argentina, thousands of people protested against the governments and their poor Handling of the coronavirus yesterday, protesters demonstrated against corruption, the poor justice system, and the economic crisis that has been made worse by the pandemic. The official exchange rate of foreign money is now half of the black market rate. Argentina has now confirmed 900,000 cases of coronavirus. And in Peru, the ancient city of Machu Picchu has been opened for one visitor. Jesse Katayama from Japan came to Peru in March to visit Machu Picchu, but became stranded due to the coronavirus and border closings. Peru's government gave him special permission to visit the city for a few days before he finally returns to Japan. Thank you for listening to Send7. Read the transcript of this episode and find past episodes at send7.org. And please help the podcast to grow by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Stephen DeVincenzi. Message me on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram at send7podcast. Tomorrow, you will be with Namitha Raghunath. Have a great day.